Well, good morning there. It's Dr. Brian McKay, not just a chiropractor, Stanford Dairy and Norwalk McCain. All right, what do we got on tap for today? Got on tap today, very interesting one, especially if you have shoulder pain. And the term we're going to describe and work on today is called frozen shoulder. Frozen shoulder can also be called adhesive capsulitis. I guess you're billing an insurance company, you have to have a nice fancy uh, code name if you're going to get them to reimburse you. Anyhow, topic for another day. So if you have a shoulder that's stiff, won't move, limiting your range of motion, causing pain, you, you might be starting to, again, frozen shoulder syndrome. And what happens is left untreated, this gets really bad. People aren't able to move their arms. And it's, it, it really becomes quite a painful thing. And a lot of times, like a cortisone injection, you think is going to work. And eh, not a big fan of cortisone injections. They do destroy the joint. And they're pretty freely distributed. So uh, if you absolutely need it, well, then you get it. But try not to get too many cortisone shots because it does destroy your joints. Three is the kind of the max that you would want to have. And so right now, it's varying, varying. Okay, physical therapy exercises, medication to reduce inflammation. We talked about steroids. And in severe cases, surgery. Well, many painful cases of frozen shoulder can be helped with a procedure called trigenics. Now, trigenics is a soft tissue technique that identifies within the muscles uh, a certain nerve called a muscle spindle cell. And in the tendon, a Golgi tendon organ. So those are two things that Trigenics seems to work with. Now the importance of these two particular nerve type nerve receptors is that they they help inhibit pain when they're properly flowing freely to the spinal column. When there's an interruption there of the somewhere there's impediment of the nerve, uh, and we typically we're going to find I'll go over the different muscles involved. That if there's impediment to the flow, the normal nerve flow, you could start to lose mobility, but it tends to be a problem with four. Now, okay, I outlined all the other stuff you do ice, rest, physical therapy, exercise. Exercise are really good, but you got to think about it. Most exercises you do, you can pretty much figure out yourself. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I guess if you're a total newbie, but I mean, if you have, you know, it's not hard to go online and find shoulder exercises. And that would be, you know, that, that would be something you would want to think about. You know, how do you, well, you get to probably get more out of that than, than going through a whole big pro. Unless, listen, you had a shoulder replaced, then you go physical therapy. But a lot of times I don't see, uh, and when I see a shoulder case or a frozen shoulder, somebody hasn't responded. But let's go over the major muscle groups because I think that's really important to understand. By identifying the muscle groups and working specifically within the muscle spindle cell, and the Golgi tendon organ I mentioned earlier, we can see a dramatic improvement with frozen shoulder and, and the range of motion that goes along with it. So one of the, you know, one muscle you might not be aware is the lat. The latissimus dorsi is one of the largest muscles in the body, if not the largest. And what it does is it's responsible for extension, which is moving back, adduction, horizontal abduction, horizontal extension, flexion from extended position, medial internal rotation of shoulder joint. Now, I just rattled off a whole bunch of different, but let me tell you something. This is a game changer 
when you've worked a lot. Okay, it's, it's, it's a big, big, it's a huge game changer. Matter of fact, I have to study a lot today. Program doing elsewhere. All right, so the latissimus dorsi. If you go up underneath your, especially on the shoulder, it's like behind the back. All right, but it goes all the way. It kind of attaches the top of your back all the way down to the spine, the L five area. It's a huge player when it comes to uh, frozen shoulder. At least the frozen shoulders I see. Now the next one is going to be the deltoid, and the deltoid is a huge, huge. Um, what it does is it's, a, it's 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 actually three heads. You have the medial, anterior, posterior head, and the deltoid is, is often involved with frozen shoulder because it's, it's like that cap. If you pat yourself on the shoulder, uh, right at the top of the arm, you're gonna see it, and that's responsible for shoulder abduction, which is moving the shoulder, the arm closer. On the shoulder closer to the body flexion and extension you know and here's the interesting thing is muscles have an agonistic and antagonistic relationship the interesting thing here is the deltoid muscle has an antagonistic relationship with the latissimus dorsi so if one goes out of place guess what you're gonna have another one go out of place so hopefully you get in the picture here and then by identifying these key muscles and and, and correcting what we call the uh the imbalances or, or the, the lack of, uh, of nerve flow from the Golgi tendon organs of the muscle spindle cells. So another one is the supraspinatus. Supraspinatus is kind of like um, if you reach back over, say you take your right hand, you reach over and you grab your, sh your shoulder closer to the neck or halfway between the, the where the arm goes in and where the... Uh, yeah, so that that's the that, that's the that's the the big part of it. So the supraspinatus is a big muscle, and it's the below is the infraspinatus. But when it comes to when it comes to having an issue, this is a real those those muscles are so important to work. Okay, they're they're vital to work. And then when you have a supraspinatus and subscapularis. These are the muscles, like one's above the scapula and one's in front of the scapula. And they're powerful, powerful muscles. And it comes down to basically, again, subscapularis, supraspinatus, deltoid, and lat. And if you can get those muscles to work in conjunction with each other, you're going to have a much better time of moving that arm and reducing the instance of frozen shoulder. You know, this, again, this is one of those things, it's, it's so amazing to see someone who can't move their arm or has not been able to move their arm quite some time. All of a sudden, boom, they're moving the arm really, really, really well. Um, the other thing, too, is I like to follow up with, with this, when someone has a frozen shoulder. There's certain points that you need to look for uh, in, in um, with, 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 with regards to motion. It's... Uh, in the fascial planes, it's, it's it's probably a good topic for another day. So the idea here is, but I want to touch upon EWST. Now here's the thing: is pulse wave, soft wave, soft TRT, a lot of names. But basically, what it does, it's a pneumatic device that you put over areas and it increases blood flow and stimulates cellular regrowth. So if you have a scar tissue, say you have, say you've had a frozen shoulder for a long period of time, well, when you get the darn thing resolved. 
it's going to be scar tissue. You got to break that scar tissue up so that the, the tissue, so the shoulders go right back to where it was, like a like prunes out again, like a like a muscle, or like your hands get if you've been in the water too long. So very important to to follow up resolving those the major muscle groups: the lat, the delt, subscap, and the uh, and the delts. So we have those muscles all have to get addressed. Um, I'm sorry, I said subscapularis. I apologize. So the idea here is you work those muscles first, get them, get them all working properly. There's a balance there. There's not many things holding your arm inside. I mean, you have ligaments and the muscles that overlap, keeping your shoulder, your arm, the head of the humerus into the shoulder. So that's where the trigenics comes in. You rebalance it. You do some exercise. And, and you, know, you can do a lot of these exercises at home instead of you know, paying to come into my office and do it. But I mean, think about you, get, you do shoulder presses. You can do push-ups. There's a whole host of things you can do to stimulate that after we rebalance the four major muscles, okay, deltoid, subscapularis, the lat, and the supraspinatus. And then after that, the shockwave therapy. Shockwave is not the greatest name for it, but it really describes it. It doesn't really hurt. It's just it's like a light, light, light pinch at best. And what it does is it increases blood flow to the area through a process called angiogenesis. Again, topic for another day. All right, listen, Dr. Brian McKay talking to you today about frozen shoulder, a.k.a. adhesive capsulitis. Have a great day.